Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show. The general sense of this quarterback class is we don't like him. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Kenny Pickett, this is a great quote. If you had an MFR play right now, it's Pickett, but he doesn't have any GD upside. Today's guests, NFL Network analyst Daniel Jeremiah, Ohio State wide receiver Chris Olave, co-host of Good Morning Football, Peter Schrager, Penn State head coach James Franklin, plus actor Patrick Faber. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, it's that time to start the Rich Eisen Show on an NFL Draft Week here in Los Angeles, California. We're here now uh, and getting ready for this three-hour show, getting ready to go to Las Vegas, Nevada. Dropping everything to head out there tomorrow. And it's going to be a hell of a draft week. And we're thrilled that you're here with us at 844-204-RICH, number to dial here in Los Angeles, California. Home of the Rich Eisen Show and home of this show on NBC Sports on Peacock and NBC Sports Audio Series XM Channel 85. We say hello to our terrestrial radio listeners, our Odyssey app listeners, our YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show subscribers. And then, of course, our subscribers and listeners on the podcast version of this program that's available on the Cumulus Podcast Network just like the NBA uh, Rich Eisen Show uh, basketball podcast with our guys here, as well as just getting started with Susie Schuster. That's all available on Cumulus Podcast Network. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Happy draft week to you, sir. Happy draft week to you, Rich. You only got, what, like four more prep days left? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes. Okay, good. Well, Just, it's counting today counting would be to, day zero yeah, for counting that. today, sure. DJ Mikey D, <laughs> back from his, what, uh, his USFL and MLSing, and day. now he's RESing, yes. and okay, I'm very back, good. Back, back. Good to see you, and lighting the candle, TJ Jefferson. How are you, sir? I'm great, Rich, but the thing is, I don't know if Brockman got his, but I didn't get our itinerary. When are we going to Vegas with you for this? <laughs> oh, you're did not you get your, with you get your travel plans, uh, Chris? No, or you'll be not, here, I did not get You'll be here in studio leaving the light on with Ryan Lee. Oh, so we're not going with on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. I'll be calling in from Las Vegas, Nevada. Gee, no, you are not going. Oh, not going. okay. Poolside, a no, Cabana no, situation. Actually, where, where you guys are going, uh, you, Chris Brockman, and you, TJ Jefferson, it appears you're going to the second round of the NBA playoffs. You've got hey, the Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. I'm ahead. It's over. He's a lot more confident. It's over. Well, let's not start. Come on. You're way ahead of yourself. I'm not... I Don't mean, put that on me, Ricky. Okay, Bobby. so then, so then, if you are going to wait to see how Joel Embiid's shooting thumb is, mm. and you're waiting to see how all that's going, fine, you can sit right there. This guy over here, oh, he's who showed up in the peach today. <laughs> um, he's in the pink. He's in the peach. He's feeling good. And why feeling not? Good. Jason Tatum is. Ugh, man, you can't even say he's a budding superstar now. He has arrived as a superstar in this league for a couple of years now, and now he is one win away from sweeping the Nets out. And this is a very dicey subject, folks. This is a very dicey subject because it involves mental health, it involves physical health, and it involves a player that is um, not playing in game four for the Brooklyn Nets. Blake Griffin? Nope. Oh. The guy who said he was playing in game four threw a whole bunch of other people and had a press conference last week and made it seem like um, he was going to play in game four. And everybody's laying into Ben Simmons. And I, I don't know what else to say other than 
Daryl Morey for mayor of Philadelphia. <laughs> okay. Daryl Morey for mayor of Philadelphia. Uh-huh. You're sitting there with Harden in the beard and getting ready for round two. And the Nets are staring at Seth Curry, yes, and the rest of that trade. But waiting, waiting on Ben. Like, let's go. Like, this is it. The game's about to be afoot. We're tipping off. The season is on the brink. Can't get more on the brink than down in an 0-3 hole. A hole from which no team has ever climbed out in the history of the NBA playoffs. It's time. Hey, Ben. Look, the whole world's been waiting for you. And now he says or makes it seem like he's coming and now he's not coming. And you are seeing everybody in this business and players from the NBA's Mount Olympus just raining down their judgment on Ben Simmons right now. Soft. You're hearing the conversation about gutless, heartless. And I will just, I, I will say this. I'm not in the epidural room. I'm not in any room. Okay. And there's two ways to look at this. He's either heartless and gutless. And that would include where I would go on this is if he is using anything to do with mental health as a shield, anything to do with mental health as a shirking of responsibility and professionalism, that would make him gutless. That would make him heartless. And if that is what's happening, I won't have nothing to do with him anymore. If that's what's happening, we just don't know what's happening. And in the same way that I opened my heart and mind to Naomi Osaka and any other um, athlete of note. Tyson Fury when he was here Correct. a few years ago. Mara Ranallo. Simone Biles. Anybody that's come out and said, I can't, I need time, I've got to have my space, I'm willing to give it. The question is with Simmons, this has now been well over a year coming up. It's been about a year since he turned down all those shots in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And how is it going to work with him from here on out? And what do you say? And so you have to, I guess, in a way, pull your punch, but also have a take for each way that he's going to show us the way it goes. If the dude is like lying on his back right now and can't go, I I feel that pain from having been there and needing to take epidural shots and needing shots, needing to get off the you know the ground, needing help to get off the ground. I ran my forty this weekend. I'm limping around like Fred G. Sanford right now. Come <laughs> on, little hip flexor. Come on, but I'm also not somebody who said I need my time mentally and then is trying to ask for money back from the Philadelphia 76ers at the same time. Well, then showing up in 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 Brooklyn and saying I'm going to play and then hasn't gotten out there and now it's go time and he's not going. And the optics, too, Rich. It's like terrible. The, the things he's pulling in practice, like telling reporters, hey, record this. And he, like, does a dunk. And then showing up in all these crazy outfits on the sideline, as silly as that is, just to the average fan, it just looks like, Chris, what is this guy doing? World. It's an optics world. It's an optics world. Yeah. If you're going to be like, well, I'm not playing, and my guys are bl- spilling, spilling their blood, sweat, and tears, but I look pretty good, don't I? Yeah. It's just awful, and somebody's got to either sit him down and tell him what time it is or help him get up off the ground physically and potentially emotionally. I have no idea what to say. It just seems like, too, throughout this whole thing, he's just been getting bad advice. But I think everybody that's saying this from Reggie Miller and Shaq and Stephen A. Smith and everyone, Will Bond and everybody who has been, they're, they're hearing the whispers. Yeah, I mean they're really connected. They're probably they're yeah. probably hearing something that makes them feel as confident as they're saying what they're saying. I think that's fair. So that's my approach to to Ben Simmons right now. I do have to say this though. I hate the and Chris, we talked about this earlier. I hate the fact that people 
take someone's clothing and use it against them. Yeah, true. Like, so uh, I, know I, that. And I know you said it's an optics world, but it, I guess it depends on whose optics we're looking for. Like, like someone like, like me, you, I don't care. If you're not playing, do you, do, you, do you show up in something less flashy? I mean, but and to continue, though, right. I'm saying this. Normally, I hate that being brought up and used against them. But in his case, it's like when you do know you have on the you're under all this scrutiny and you know everyone's watching you and you show up looking like a pack of Skittles on a bench when everyone's dressed in black, then yeah, you're, you're kind of asking for more scrutiny. It seems like you're scrutiny. drawing more undue yeah. attention to yourself when you're, you're not playing. Like You can't yeah. really answer the, well, the bell. It's, I don't know. By dinner time here tonight, uh, Pacific Coast time, um, this the subject matter may be uh, uh, an off-season grievance moot topic, yeah. I don't, uh, otherwise moot topic. Um, and Philadelphia going for the the uh, closeout um, tonight, and Boston going for a closeout tonight, and the pivotal game five between the Jazz and the Mavericks. Luca is just so much fun to watch, and uh, the Jazz and the Mavericks are now down to a three game series. That's your NBA playoff situation, and we also had the Bucks coming up with a big win with Grayson Allen showing up like he's playing on Tobacco Road, and <laughs> you've also got um, the Suns in trouble in a, in a Donnybrook right now, Jeez. and another pivotal Game 5 coming up between Minnesota and the Grizzlies, and uh, the Nuggets, congrats to them with a nice game, uh, handing it to my Warriors. That was a good game. That was fun. Oh, Man. it's fun. That's a fun game to watch. Um, so, um, and the Miami Heat, as we all know, Ooh, tough team looking good, man. Ooh. Okay. Eesh. So, um, lots to come up. Uh, certainly there's, uh, some, uh, uh, coaches complaining about, uh, officiating and things of that nature. <laughs> um, and speaking of uh, officials, uh, the words Angel and Hernandez will be mentioned on this program. <laughs> so, um, we're setting stages here. <laughs> So it's the uh, the NFL Draft Week, right? The NFL Draft Week, everybody. Yeah, it's, we uh, made it. Round of applause there, NFL Draft Guys, Week, everybody. We made it. Life changing. Uh, we made it. But, we made it. but you, as you know, the NFL Draft Week is for uh, many things. Um, it's for answers. We get answers by the end of the NFL Draft Week. It's for questions being asked the entire time. It's for lying. It's a lot of lying. <laughs> lying season. There's a lot of lying Fibbing. going on. There's a lot of talk going on. There's a lot of this, that, the other thing. There's a lot of smoke. There's a lot of fire. We have no idea if they're actually connected. Part of the same involvement. Um, and then there's time to sneak in one last mock draft. Okay. There's time for sneaking multiple mock drafts, if, if you so choose. Um, and so last year, I did this just off the top of my head. I just did a, a mock draft last year. First time I've ever done a mock draft. Uh, and, and I hit on the first four picks uh, of that mock draft. And then, you know, things get a little wonky. Man. Things get a little wonky. I think I chose Penny Sewell instead of... Oh, I said uh, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. I, oh, went, I, went, I went sensible thinking that's what Mike Brown and the Bengals <laughs> were going to do. And I have no idea that Mike Brown's on some sort of YOLO run <laughs> late in life. Mike Brown's YOLO Yeah, Mike Brown's Mike, YOLO write run. That is that great? Write that one down, Chris. That's a good fantasy team name. <laughs> and so um, uh, I figured, why not do it again? I'm going to do my mock draft. I'm hearing everyone else's mock draft. They do their mock drafts, and they come on this show, and I'm like, tell me about your mock draft. Let's talk about your mock 3. draft. 3.0, 3.2. It's 3. Point, people are putting decimals like, in places doing? that are really strange what? and numbers that have no business being other than a zero to the right of the decimal. Like, come what on. are you doing? So I'm come saying on. I'm going to do my own thing. <laughs> And I'm going to call it the same thing I called it last year. It's a little aggressive. <laughs> Understand, it's a little aggressive. We're in an aggressive world, Rich. It's called the Come At Me Mock Draft. Oh. 2.0? Well, it's the second time I'm doing it. But normally, 2.0 is the same year. Uh. You know what? Screw it. But we need a point oh <laughs> number. Do you have to do it? I, I kind of feel, I feel like, like it. we need a point yeah. oh. Everyone else does what it. What about point one? <laughs> Fine. Boom. <laughs> Whatever. There's no rules. The Come At Me Mock Draft. Mike, I need NFL Films music to get me going for the 2022 National Football League Mock Draft in Las Vegas, Nevada, where there is no signpost or plaque or remembrance of the great Mo Green and where <laughs> Serrano once famously took the discs. Thank you. Let's go. First overall selection. Things are getting a little bit oh, sideways man. right now, folks. You're hearing the Jaguars are thinking of four guys and... Trevon Walker's definitely shooting up the charts. But when it's all said and done, there was a guy in New York City for the Heisman Trophy ceremony. Didn't win. Didn't win. 
And he's dynamite, and it's eventually going to land on him. Aiden Hutchinson is my Come At Me Mock Draft 2022 first overall draft choice. The Jaguars are going to select Aiden Hutchinson. A lot of talk that it could be Evan Neal as a surprise. Look, if they choose an offensive lineman after franchise tagging Cam Robinson... And he signed his tender. He's just like, there's no backsies. The, fin- the, <laughs> no backsies. The, the, fingers, the fingers off the chest piece. So I don't see how that's going to happen. But Aiden Hutchinson's number one. And that leaves the other guy. It's a hell of another guy. The Lions are going to go Trevon Walker. The Lions will go Trevon Walker. And if I'm wrong and the Jaguars go Trevon Walker, then Aiden Hutchinson's going to be number two. Right. And this dynamite kid out of Georgia, number 44 in their program, number one in their heart. Uh, Trevon Walker is the second overall pick in the Rich Eisen 2022 Come At Me mock draft. <laughs> Number three, this is going to be the surprise. This is going to be the, oh, the Big Ben meme. Oh, like everyone's going to be tweeting out that, oh, meme. A third consecutive pass rusher that's never happened in the history of the National Football League draft. Jermaine Johnson the second oh, will oh, be a oh, Houston Texan. Oh. Yes. That's going to be my my fascinating moment. Lovey is going to go, Egad, this kid from Florida State oh, that's shooting up the board. That was, yes, a Gilligan's Island reference. I'm old. <laughs> that's number three overall. Then number four, come can on. I, can we guess? Come on. <laughs> what do I need? What have I said I need for a damn month now? You need that sauce. Sauce. Stir up the sauce. <laughs> Who needs a sauce? We've got the sauce. We're going to get the sauce. The Jets are going sauce, Gardner. You've got Tyreek Hill. You've got Stephon Diggs. You've got Devontae Parker in Miami and Buffalo and New England, respectively. we got the sauce in its cover. Yeah, I'm the best player in the draft. You're right, sauce. At I am Sauce Gardner. At I am Rich Eisen, and I approve this message. <laughs> sauce. Of course, you knew that was going to be in my mock draft. Uh, yeah. Number five. Okay, this is going to be fascinating. What do the Giants do here? Um, they need pass protection help. They always have this... this turnstile at the left side of their offensive line is going to stop and they're going to go with Evan Neal of the Alabama Crimson Tide. It could be Equano as well. It's going to be Evan Neal. I think the Giants go and get this young man and put him there and we're going to stop this turnstile and you're going to actually protect Daniel Jones and see what you got there and if it's not Daniel, whoever you're going to get, you're going to protect him. That's halfway through my come at me mock draft in 2022. Now number six, the Panthers, I'm not, I don't do this trade stuff. Okay, I'm not going to predict the trade or any of that sort of business. Panthers are going to stay at six, and they're going to take a pass protector. That's what they're going to do. They're not going to take a quarterback sixth overall in my mock draft. Come at me if you disagree. So it'll be Icky Aquano. I'm going to take him for, out of NC State. I'm going to put him on that left side of that offensive line, and let's go. And that's the way it's going to go for the Carolina Panthers. And then if this happens, ring in Cleveland. <laughs> Hey, is Baker there with the dog next to the and he needs a belly scratch? That's how it's going to go. That'll happen either on Thursday night or Friday night. I'll have more on that later on the Rich Eisen Show. Number seven, what do the Giants do here? Kadarius Toney's supposedly on the trade block all of a sudden because he didn't show up to the offseason yeah, workout. Well, apparently he's there today. Good move, Kadarius, yeah. because the Giants are going to draft your replacement on Thursday night if you start getting a little bit hanky. If not, it'll be great with Kadarius Toney and Kenny Galladay and, of course, Saquon in the backfield. And this guy, Garrett Wilson, seventh overall out of the Ohio State. He's going to turn in his red for the blue. A scarlet. I'm sorry. Garrett Wilson goes to the Giants, number seven overall in my mock draft. Number eight. What happens here now? The Atlanta Falcons are on the clock, and they're like, okay, so three pass rushers went off the board. We better get one right now. And this guy could have been number one overall, number two overall, number three overall, and everybody's passing on him. That's fine. We'll take Kayvon Thibodeau and send him to Atlanta. There we go. Kayvon Thibodeau coming to the NFC South. Tom Brady, look out. Coming around the edge. That's number eight on my mock draft. Number nine, the Seattle Seahawks. How interesting this is that the Seattle Seahawks choose before the Jets in number 10 overall, where the Jets are because that's Seattle's original pick. And that Seattle makes this trade with Denver and gets right in front of the Jets and maybe messes with that part of the equation. Seattle takes a look here. Kyle Hamilton sitting there, but they already. I I, I, I hear you, but but like you're going to build safety in? No. Even though Jamal Adams, you can't even call. I don't know what he is. He's a safety linebacker, defensive end. I have no idea what he is. You know, pass rusher. 
They're going to go Derek Stingley Jr. here. They're going to go corner here. And they're going to start building that part of the defense. Derek Stingley Jr. is a top 10 pick in my come at me mock draft, which wraps up with number 10 overall. The New York Jets needing a wide out. And they're going to go Drake London out of USC to finish this thing up. Drake? So that's my come at me mock draft 2022 i don't know what i'm gonna get right all i know this is that if it does go defensive end defensive end defensive end not only is that the first time that's ever happened but it will be the first time ever that back-to-back drafts start off with the first three picks being the same position as we know last year it went quarterback for the first three so i'm already so excited what do you think (laughs) 844-204-RICH number to dial let's take a break we'll come back And my guy who's sitting at the end of the set, I will be spending an insane amount of time with him in Las Vegas, Nevada. I mean, the last it'll be amazing. Daniel Jeremiah will join us next. Also on this show, Peter Schrager, Chris Olavi of Ohio State, James Franklin of Penn State and Patrick Fabian of Better Call Saul. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Getting ready to hang out in Las Vegas, Nevada with this man for quite some time. As a matter of fact, I think the last two people to hang out in Vegas together for as long as we're about to hang out were Bradley Cooper and Zach Galifianakis, and we all know who the Bradley Cooper in that equation is. It's not my friend on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line. It's Daniel Jeremiah here on the Rich Eisen Show. How you doing, DJ? What's going on? I thought you were going to go, uh, because it was kind of more in our age wheelhouse, yes. I thought you were going to go with Vince Vaughn uh, uh, on that one. But, okay. Uh, no. No, we're, we, didn't, we're, we didn't go there. It's all good. So I was definitely claiming Vince Vaughn uh, how, on that. So <laughs> how many texts are you getting a day from people trying oh to pick your brain? Oh, my gosh, dude. It's insane. <laughs> it is insane. And the, the, my, I tweeted out the other day, my favorite is all these teams with these stud quarterbacks. Hey, how many quarterbacks go before we pick? And I write back zero to all of them just so I can get the response. Oh, serious? Like they they, they want all the quarterbacks to go. Right, because um, that pushes the prospects that they need further down to them, right? 100%. 100%. So um, I, I think it's interesting what you were just talking about, though, with Les. Like, you know, Les had a little more – he works more blue with his with his language. So I – to me, it's parades over picks. It's just a clean way of saying <laughs> Parades over picks is the way to go. I know that for sure. And so uh, I'm imagining all these general managers with stud quarterbacks who are hoping that more quarterbacks go up top so the prospects that they can use to surround these stud quarterbacks uh, with were available for them. They're further down the first round, right, I'd yeah. imagine? Yeah, correct. Okay. Correct. And so um, – but, but, yeah, uh, it'll be, it's, I don't – 
as we get closer, Rich, and we'll have so much time to, to dig into this when right. teams are on the clock and all that, but the latest kind of feel that you get, I'm talking to everybody around the league, is that they think that the quarterbacks are, are going to end up where kind of we started in this process, which is they're not going to go up there in the top 10, and they're going to be pushed down a little bit, and then we maybe see the run take place in the 20s. The run being teams that come back up into the Correct. first round to go get that fifth year of contractual control of these quarterbacks, right? Yeah, put a player in the bank, put a player in the bank, and then come up and get your quarterback. So, what is the conversation surrounding Debo right now, and whether you think that he's available? That we might have a an Aaron Rodgers I want out moment, but it involves an actual player getting out. What do you think of that, Daniel? Um, what are you hearing? Look, the, the People I've talked to this morning think there's a real good chance that he does get traded. So uh, if you asked me two days ago, I would have said no. And, I mean, look, I'm, I'll leave the information stuff up to Ian, but I'm just right. talking to a million people right now because it's that time of year where my phone doesn't stop. And the, it, it changed over the last you know, two days from, I don't think the 49ers would ever do it, to, yeah, I think there's a good chance they trade him. Wow. That would be, and, and, you know, again, I know that the, the information is left up to other people, but I'm asking you because you're, honestly, you get people texting you, what do you think? What are you hearing? What are you hearing? And so the conversation, the general sense of people that you're, you know, uh, chopping it up with thinks that Debo is in fact available. I mean, why, why would the Niners do such a thing, do you think? I mean, what is going on in your estimation? I don't know. I, you know, I don't know what happened with that relationship. I've yet to hear anything that makes any sense, you know? Because the argument that, well, it's the role that he plays, and he's worried that that could end up, you know, impacting, you know, him getting paid. Well, if you pay him, don't you kind of remove that off the table? Like, you don't you don't have to be as worried about getting hurt if we just give you a huge contract with all this guaranteed money. You would think that the role wouldn't be as, you know, as big of an issue, but. That's why I, there's some, I don't know, something there that I don't know about that, that's out there, but there's something that went sour in that relationship. Well, the reason why I'm asking about him, like, right off the bat is that is the uh, item um, on the docket that could upset the first 10 picks, right? Wouldn't you think that that uh, the Niners would be able to net a top 10 choice on Thursday night should they decide to flip Debo to either Carolina, the Jets. I mean, uh, uh, there's a number of teams in the top ten that I'd imagine would flip. Do you think that's a fair, um, a fair uh, uh, market for for Debo going in? I think you. I think you would. If you're one of those teams that you mentioned, I think you got to get. It's, it's it's crazy to say it, but just when you factor in what happened with these last two trades, and I know Debo's a little bit younger, but. Um, the, those two trades were for the equivalent of the 13th pick. So if you're going to trade, the, you know, the, let's take the Jets. They pick 10. If you're going to trade 10 for Debo Samuel, you know, is Debo Samuel with three higher draft slots than, than Tyree Kill and Devontae Adams? I, I don't think I would say that he is. And I love him. But I would, I would think you would, and it might not take much, maybe you get a four-back or a three-back with him. But if I'm going to part with number 10, based off the precedent of these recent trades, being the 13th pick, um, I would want at least a little something coming back my way. Okay. Well, I mean, that's that's why I'm asking you about what you think the, the market for, for something like this would be, because this is the thing that could totally upset the Thursday night apple cart for, for us and everybody else who's watching, Daniel. Yeah, and I love watching Debo in Kyle Shanahan's offense. I mean, he's, he's, he's unbelievable, but it would be fun for our jobs on Thursday night, selfishly speaking, if we got a little, uh, if we got a little trade action. <laughs> well, certainly, if, certainly if it involves a certain team from New York City, you know. Well, there's uh, also that. You know what's interesting on Debo, too, Rich? And, and, and this is why I say I'd want something back, but if you backed me into a corner and said, at the end of the day, I can trade 10 and get Debo, I, and they really drove a hard bargain, I would part with 10, personally. Right. Um, and the reason I would do that is because we did a thing, I don't know if you remember this, maybe two drafts ago, mm-hmm. we did a, a thing called Finding Debo. We did a little play on Finding Debo. And we did a thing on Finding Debo. Nobody's found another Debo, okay? We've been trying to find another version of this dude for three years. He doesn't exist. This is a one-of-one player in the NFL. Daniel Jeremiah here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's your sense of first overall as we're heading to Vegas? According to this morning, the people that I was talking to said, 
it was, you know, and you've seen this reported out somewhere, but uh, people inside the league really feel like this is it, that Doug's guy is, is Iquanu and Trent's guy is Walker. And it sounded like Hutchinson was not in the mix for the number one pick, that it would be between those two guys. And, you know, the, the people I were talking to saying just if that's what it really is, if that's the tie, if that's the tie you'd have to believe that the coach, you know, it's not too far removed from a Super Bowl that you just brought in would probably win that tie, um, which would be it would be pretty incredible. I love Iquano. He's a, he's a really good player. Um, I was confused by it because they tra- they tagged Cam Robinson. And he signed, signed it. He signed, yeah, and, and yeah. he signed it. Like, by the way, I, I don't know. He, did he pull a hamstring running to sign that thing and then, and then scanning it? I mean, because I, I think they want to get a long-term deal done with him, too, which would mean you're drafting, you know, your right tackle with the first overall pick. But – Doug won a Super Bowl in Philly with the best offensive line in the NFL. You know, Lane Johnson was the right tackle on that team, was the fourth overall pick. Um, and they, you know, they really supported their quarterback with a great offensive line. So if you're trying to help Trevor, you do that. I was, the thing that I couldn't figure out is, and this is my homework for the day, but Walker Little, who they took in the second round, I know not all the same people there, but they took him in the second round last year. He started the last couple games. And, uh, you know, I didn't study those tapes, but I was told he played okay. And I thought, okay, well, they're fine. They're fine at tackle. Um, I just the, the quantum thing wouldn't make as much sense to me. So I'm going to go back and watch those games today, see what that looks like. Um, and then, you know, I, I get that that would be Doug's perspective, having been on a Super Bowl-winning team with a great offensive line. But, Rich, I mean, if I, if I told uh, Brockman right now, gave him – five seconds if he could tell me who the starting right tackles were for the Cincinnati Bengals and the L.A. Rams. I'm going to go out and let him say he couldn't pull it off. Chris? Nope. Can confirm. (laughs) (laughs) Can confirm. Can confirm. That would be something else, um, Daniel, if if, if they – and and also, but we we left the combine saying Iquano could be the first overall selection. But Cam Robinson had not yet been franchise tagged and signed. You know, yeah. and so that that would That's be what this draft is, though, Rich. Like, you, like you can say make a case for something, then I can turn around and make the case for the exact opposite. Where does that leave Walker then and Hutchinson? Well, for, let, so where are you on the the Walker over Hutchinson or Hutchinson over Walker yeah, conversations I've, we're I've, going I've into stayed, this week? I've stayed true on that. I've I've had Hutchinson as my number one player from start to finish. Um, you know, I. I just think he's the best football player in the draft. And in the Walker things, it's funny to me because I felt like I've gone from before the combine taking grief and lobbying for Walker to be up in the mix, you know, as my sixth overall player. And people tell me I'm crazy. There's no way he goes in the top 10 to now it's even gone past where I had him and he's in the mix to be the first overall pick. So it's been an interesting, you know, journey for him. My, my defense of Hutchinson, and I tweet this out is, you know, you know, he's got a low, he's got a low ceiling, and he's limited. And I'm like, well, he had the exact same ten time as as Trayvon Walker. He had a better three cone time. His production, I mean, I know the usage and all that. It's not even close. Mm-hmm. And then if you say, well, and and you can say how they used Walker was was not the same as how they used Hutchinson. True, but there's a stat called win percentage, where it just takes into account. You beat the guy in front of you. You know that's it. You you eliminate unblocked pressures. You eliminate all that stuff. It's just did you beat the guy in front of you? And it's a great indicator stat. Um, if you look in the NFL last year, Rich, the number one guy was Max Crosby. Number two was Miles Garrett. They have it. The Bosa's are up there. It's it's a real stat. And Aiden Hutchinson is like twenty seven percent, which is the best in this class. And Trayvon Walker is at like ten percent, which is by far the lowest of those top five guys. I hear you, man. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's it's wild because I remember you turned to me in a commercial break saying how you had the Giants at five taking Trayvon Walker. Uh, this was at the Combine. And yeah. how Giants fans were giving you crap. Correct me. And you know on Thursday night if the Giants get Trayvon Walker at five, they're all high five and like, unbelievable, what a steal. What a steal. <laughs> Gettleman could never do that. Like, you know, like that would actually be the conversation. You know what I'm saying? That's the fun part of it, man. That's the fun part of it. <laughs> That's it's, uh, so funny. I love it's it. It's going to be great. I, I'm, you know, for whatever, you know, for whatever we don't have with the marquee star quarterbacks, and as we've seen it before, there's been years where I've, you know, got it completely wrong on that, as did the rest of the league, and and these guys end up being great quarterbacks. So we don't even know how that's going to turn out yet with them. But yeah. you know, there's years where that's the hook, right? 
well, we don't have that hook, but the hook is complete and utter uncertainty and chaos, which is going to be a lot of fun. Daniel Jeremiah here on the Rich Eisen Show at Move the Sticks. He and Bucky Brooks, a must-listen-to podcast, Move the Sticks, here on the Rich Eisen Show. So we we hit Debo and how that could sort of wreck the uh, Las Vegas Harrow Club buffet if he gets traded into the top, you know, with a top 10 selection being part of the process. Would I take him at 10? Would you trade 10 for Debo? Um, yesterday, yeah. Well, I did it mentally yesterday. I did it mentally five times over the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I oh, think I would too. Yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. Like, and, and yeah. You, you know, we're, we're talking about, again, um, you, you know, he, he looks great in the Kyle Shanahan offense. You just said that. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. what, what did the Jets run? You know, you I, I know it's not Kyle dialing in the plays, but it's it's a LaFleur. You know what I'm saying? And And so... Let's go. And I think him in New York City would be dynamite in the same way that I didn't think Tyreek Hill would be uh, a good match for Zach Wilson right now, and the Jets aren't ready for that. This is a different Mm -hmm. guy. I mean, this is a totally different guy in Debo Samuel for me. He can take take the easiest completion and turn it into something outstanding. No, I mean, Tyreek could do that too, but he also just can't run over you. I mean, yeah. like, there's a certain mentality I think that New York City would love this guy. Love it him. gives you an identity. I mean, for, for one of the things that the Jets need to figure out, uh, and there's a lot, right? But one of the things is just kind of what's their identity? And that's people think that that's vague or that it's a, it's a real thing. Like, you got to know who you are and what you're about. And in a division where you've got the Buffalo Bills who are going to throw the ball 50 times a game and it's going to be a track meet, you know, maybe the answer to that isn't to try and get into the track meet with them. Maybe the answer to that is try and bludgeon them. You know, maybe that's to have a great offensive line, you know, a stable of running backs, and you know, a wide receiver that you can pitch the ball to and, and let them run over people. You know, like maybe that's the answer. Oh, bless you. Please tell me you said that to Joe Douglas at some point <laughs> in the last couple of weeks, Daniel. That would be great. I know you're tight with him, so I won't put you on the spot. All right. Uh, before I let you go, the, you know, again, we, we we just talked about how Debo, uh, if he gets traded and maybe winds up, um, the Niners wind up in the first top ten, that might change things around quite a bit. For this draft, the same thing would be if Carolina chooses a quarterback at six. What do you think yeah. of that possibility? And then give me your thoughts on the rest of where the quarterbacks might wind up before I send you on your yeah. day, Daniel. I mean, I think you could look at six and eight as potential quarterback landing spots. The expectation from the people I talk to in the league is right now at this point in time, unless the owner were to come down there and demand that they take a quarterback that they'd prefer not to at six and, you know, first option. Um, they'd be okay with getting out, and if not, if they're stuck, you know, they they just still have a screaming need on the offensive line. So, uh, I think if it's all when it's all said and done, they end up just taking a tackle. I think that ends kind of where we started, and I think that's where we end uh, with uh, the challenges. They don't, you know, they don't pick the end of the fourth round, so they're kind of out. That's a lot of uh, frequent flyer miles that they've collected to go look at all these quarterbacks, not to come away with any of them. Um, but that's kind of the expectation as we hear we're here on a Monday. Um, Atlanta is a, is a possibility, but they have a huge need at wide receiver. And there's a, you know, the, 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 the popular opinion around the league is that they're going to try and build up their roster and then insert the quarterback after that. So they're a long ways away. Um, so that's the expectation there. And then you, you know, I don't think Seattle's doing it. They love Drew Locke. Um, so then you get to, you know, you go on a slide once you get to there because I don't think Washington will do it at 11. Um, and then you get to all the way to Pittsburgh. I think there's a legit opportunity, uh, a real chance that you know Pittsburgh could be staring at all of them at 20. And who do they choose if they're staring at all of them at 20? Daniel, what do you well, think? Well, you know, I connected them, and a lot of people did, to Willis right. early on. And everything I've heard over the last week, which you can, you know, you 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 got as good a guess as I do on this one. But everybody told me over the last week they think that their top quarterback is actually Pickett. You covet what you see, I guess, yeah. right? I mean, they, right there. he's right there. They know him. I mean, we talked to, you know, a whole bunch of uh, folks. We talked to Narduzzi, and he's like, yeah, they, they come over every now and then. I see Mike. I see <laughs> these guys. They come by every now and then, you know. And, mm-hmm. and um, I mean, they, they share a facility. So that kind of makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, Yeah, James Conner, you know, that worked to right. their advantage. Right. Their knowledge of him was a, was a great pick for him. Right. So, no, I, I think that's, I think that's a real possibility. So then, where does have, where does Willis you have wind up? People then? trade up in front of them. You know, right. that's the other thing. That's and true. You know those teams picking in front of them. There's a couple teams with, obviously with Philly and the Saints who, 
our position with two picks apiece, right, you know, kind of in front of the quote-unquote quarterback team, I'm sure they would love to get out of there. Well, um, where do you think Willis winds up? What do you think? I think he's going to go in the first round. You know, I think the, you know, you've got the Lions, you know, where they are, they're pick 32. Right. Um, and I think you've got other teams that could, you know, could potentially try and go up in there. I mean, what if you're, I don't know. I mean, we could, you could throw out infinite scenarios, but, you know, if you're the Carolina Panthers and say you're sitting there at six and you're like, you know what, we really like Willis, but we need to tackle desperately. Um, let's just go ahead and let's just take the tackle. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you get down there to pick, you know, 28, 29, I should say, with the Kansas City Chiefs. And do you say, you know what, we really like him. Let's just trade next year's one and we got the tackle and we get the quarterback. Makes sense, man. I love this. This is going to be great. This we is going to be great. We can do this for hours, Rich, and it's a good thing because I think we're sitting next to each other That's for right. a very long time. Yeah, and no, no doubt. And as you know, when the Philadelphia Eagles uh, select, for the love of God, our friend Gio, the podcaster, needs a linebacker. <laughs> right? <laughs> Howie Roseman. That was one of our favorite moments the of the comment. button for Gio. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the call, Daniel. I'll see you tomorrow uh, in Vegas when we start doing our coverage and then your Wednesday mock draft show at 8 Eastern time, your last mock draft. I'll be there on the set with you and then Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. I look forward to it, Daniel. I appreciate you, man. You will always be my Favreau. Ah, I will take it. I'd take it, man. You're so money, you don't even know it. Thanks for the call, Daniel. Appreciate it. <laughs> See you, Mikey. You got it. There you go, everybody. There you <laughs> shout, go. Out, shout out Linda Cohn. There you go. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Lots to digest right there. Uh-huh. I've got a thought on the subject matter. Which one? Oh, the Debo matter. Oh, okay. The matter of Debo Samuel. Excellent. We'll hit on that because Debo is there. There were some things on social media, if you will. Chris Olave, hour two, along with Peter Schrager, Mr. Mock Draft himself of Good Morning Football. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit gametime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Callaway didn't just create their longest irons ever with the new Rogue ST. They made their longest irons ever perform at the highest level for every player. Rogue ST irons come in four different offerings, each model using artificial intelligence on high-strength 450 steel, the only irons ever to do so. The most popular iron of the bunch is the Rogue ST Max. I use it. It gives you so much forgiveness. All-around performance is what comes from that forgiveness and the combination of speed with it. The Rogue ST Pro gives you low to mid-single-digit handicappers that hollow body construction and a sleek, compact player shape. The Max OS is 
Callaway's best game improvement model. That's for the mid to high handicappers. And the Max OS Lite is their most forgiving high launch iron. No other irons perform like the new Rogue ST irons. For, find your Rogue ST irons at CallawayGolf.com slash go rogue. Daniel Jeremiah just asked me a question. Would I give up the 10th overall selection of from the New York Jets for Debo Samuel? And his point about thinking that you need a little bit more than just Debo for this 10th overall selection is, is pointing out that the Miami Dolphins coughed up 15 for Tyreek Hill, right? And um, the, uh, pardon me, no, the Miami Dolphins coughed up um, 29, okay, for Tyreek Hill. And they, um, the uh, Devontae Adams trade was 22. So if Devontae Adams gets you 22, why would Debo Samuel be 10, right? So put it all together, and it really depends on what your situation is. Okay? The Jets' situation is needing somebody who Daniel Jeremiah pointed out could be an identity builder. And he was the identity of the Niners offense, became that identity along with the stout running game and became that stout running game's leader and becoming an embodiment of their offense with George Kittle there, who's like one of the most dynamic players around. So if the Jets need to build their identity... The best way to do it is with this guy because I don't know if their quarterback's ready to be their identity. Takes the pressure off of Zach Wilson. One day, maybe he could be their identity. Maybe he's their quarterback identity. Maybe. One day. Gotta be in this quarterback-driven league. But for the moment, while he's getting his seed legs under him, let's have Debo take that pressure. I think he can handle it. Of course, there's the issue of going down this road emotionally if you're a Jet fan. Like, really? Is he really available? Is he really going to be available? And plus, this whole business of, of him wanting to get out of the West Coast. He must be available, right? If he wants to come east, he's got to come east. He's got to come close to Carolina, right? That's where he's from. Right. Then you see the video of him uh, working out. This weekend, this became viral, okay? And the uh, video that we got this from is of him working out at a uh, Los Angeles-based gym. Oh. And so it's like, okay, he's in his off-season working out. Why isn't he back in South Carolina? If that's where he's got to be, he wants to be home, he's homesick. Working out here and up. I mean, with all due respect to the Los Angeles gym set, I mean, the weights work the same way <laughs> in Carolina. He's, is he 50, choosing to be here in Los Angeles? Seems like it. I mean, a lot of players spend their off season. I mean, here. it's Los Angeles, man. Know. Why wouldn't you choose to be here? Sorry because, to anyone no, at home who doesn't agree. But. So I don't. I don't. It, it, is this the is this the reason that he wants out of San Francisco? Because it's not Carolina, but he's going to spend his spare time still on the West Coast. Maybe it's something else. I know he was rocking a L.A. hat in the car and the I, other day. And like, I told you this is a business decision. He must not be getting the money on the table that he wants from San Francisco or something's up. Can't be the usage thing because, again, that's fixed by money. And then there's a video of him in a in a in a. In a club. I don't know. Where is this club? Do anybody know where this club is? This video they went Probably viral? Probably on Sunset, I'm guessing. Somebody with a sign saying, Debo staying in the Niners, and then he zooms in, he's laughing, and he gives the throat slash. That's not happening. Uh, nope. <laughs> Debo Hill. is staying hashtag 49ers. Jonah Hill, Jeff. <laughs> Says so, by the way, who's, who's walking in a club with a, a, a big light sign? 
I mean, that's uh, impressive. Well, that's uh, Rich. Those are those are in house. You can have those oh. specially made. Oh. Hey, Brock, I mean, you saw my Instagram old. story. I had one for me, and it was yeah. Okay. yeah it's a birthday thing. Yeah. Birthday Got parties. it. Yeah. Very good. Well, then whoever didn't did that, show very up funny, with it, Rich. Very funny usage, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Thank God I don't know. Thank God I don't know. Like he just came to the club with his own. Son. I don't know, if man. If you did know, that'd be you know. We Thank God I don't know. I, I have no problem showing my age on that, <laughs> and and what I do at my spare time. Okay, I'm finding remotes that my kids oh, constantly gosh. lose. Isn't that the worst? <laughs> Stop it, please. I've got three of them. None of them put it back where they're supposed to. Bottom line is this. I have no idea if Debo's available. And if he is, and he doesn't want to come back, the Jets should absolutely take their 10th overall pick and ship it. They, could at, they should say if the Niners accept, they could say, can we just do it again? I just want to do it again. <laughs> Just to make sure this is happening. Yeah. Because it's totally worth it. And the whole thing, too, about him not wanting to be in San Francisco, then why is he training in Los Angeles? If he doesn't want to play in California and he wants to be home and he misses it, then why is he training in Los Angeles? I kind of never bought that theory. Did you? Well, the only way that it fit is because he feels this relationship is so damaged, it's irreconcilable that he's demanded a trade. Then that made sense because wouldn't you think the Niners would bend over backwards to give him whatever he wanted to have him stay? Yeah, I mean, I believe the money thing. I believe the usage thing. But just just being homesick, kind of TJ, like we talked about before, like, Football season isn't very long. It's only five months. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can spend the other seven anywhere you want. And, and I, I want to give a shout out. It's home. to Royal Personal Training. I want to make sure everyone understands that that's the video that we're showing there of him working out here Jim in Los awesome. Angeles. Here's what, <laughs> no, I mean, Rich, I, it's, it's I just want to mention degrees that. all week here in L.A. No, like, why would you? You don't have to tell me about why you'd want to live in California. <laughs> well, you just said I don't understand I, why he'd want to work out in L.A. Because why go down with all the humidity in South Carolina? Like, because it, you love it there and you refuse to play in San Francisco because they're not called the South Carolina 49ers. I mean, it's 77 in Charleston. That's what human. I, this is what I'm human. saying. I'm this saying is what the, 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 I saw that workout video, and my my first thought was, "Where is that located? Carolina? Oh, it's not. It's in Los Angeles. Right. Oh, but so he 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 wants out of San Francisco because he wants to go back east, and he's choosing to spend spare time where he could be east, out here in California, where I'm assuming that club with with their light signs <laughs> available for it's, rental. Uh, you know, imagine. I'll get to the bottom of that one for you. Let me find that's out. That's okay. You. I don't need to know. Yeah, you might want to go. Makes two calls, and we have a table tonight. That's true, Rich. <laughs> Ashton? Oh, Frankie Delgado. He'll okay, hook us okay, up. Okay. <laughs> Shout outs all around. <laughs> so that's the whole thing as a Jet Let's fan go. is I don't want to go there if it's never going to happen. Right. You don't want to put your mind. Of course. In yeah, yeah, yeah. But what, Rich, as we established last week, Joe Flacco is going to have to give up 19. Thank you. <laughs> You think he'll do it? I'll rip it out of his hands. (laughs) And have sauce all over it. From the first pick.